It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to talk about the press conference from the big three, from the big three, the new big three in the front office. Let's get to it. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. And when you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. So today, Will Dawkins, Michael Winger, and also Travis Schlenk were introduced by Ted Leonsis on NBC Sports Washington. It's a dawn of a new day, the new big three in the front office. Uh, Brandon, what were your thoughts about what they had to say today? Very, very impressed by all, everybody who spoke today. Um, looking at my notes, I'm going to start with Ted. Um, I, I said earlier this offseason when he started making moves that I'm very impressed with Ted Leonsis this offseason. He's made all the right moves. 
He has rebuilt the front office. He has brought uh, competency to the front office. He's just he's brought in guys with a good track record who have a good pedigree, who know what they're doing, who know who know how to draft, who know how to evaluate talent. Um, a couple of comments that really stood out to me from Ted Leonce is um, building a championship organization. I know one thing that both of us got into, <laughs> we got into them about expectations last year, especially when they're, you know, the expectations were playing, you know, playing tournament. And, you know, I, I've, I said it time and time again this year, man, that championships should be the goal. And if, if it's not, you failed already. You know, so when he said building a championship organization, mad respect, because that should be the ultimate goal. And that's what we expect here in D.C. Um Two, I think the biggest thing that really stood out to everybody was the willingness to go into the tax if the roster is right to go into the tax. Now, I think, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional, you know, kind of, but I think everybody in the back of their head was thinking like, you know, he's kind of saying about this current roster ain't good enough to have no luxuries at because, but he, you know, the fact that he said that, because I know I said a couple of times this year was, um, I thought that for a good team in DC that he's going to have to go into the luxury tax. And for when so when he made that comment, it really stopped me and said, "Okay, he gets it that when you have a roster that's good enough to go into the luxury tax, then he he's hey he has the willingness to go through that." Um, so you know, going back to Ted Leonsis, man, very impressed by what he said, and I've been very impressed with him this all season overall. Michael Winger, and they all kind of said the same sentiments about uh, what they expect and what their expectations in uh, DC is. You know, Michael Winger said um, he was impressed with Ted's vision, but also you know. Um, he sees there's a bright future here if properly managed. So, you know, saying that, I, I love what he's saying. He's taking responsibility, which goes into another point, which is accountability. You know, he said that, look, I'm accountable. You know, um, he even went so far to say, you know, Will Dawkins, all the successes I'm going to put on you, but all the failures I'm going to put on myself. And it was kind of a joke little moment between them. But, wow. Because, look, Tommy Shepard would be that guy, man, and be like, well, you know, um, uh, injuries. Uh, you know, Nah, man. You know, this guy, he is being 100 out the gate. You know, saying, look, I'm accountable. I'm the guy. You know, I'm in charge. You know, I'm the figurehead. I need to be the guy who takes credit for our failures and our successes. That's what you want to hear from the exec, man. That is taking responsibility. That is competency. Um, Building a generational contender, that really stood out to me because it's one thing to win a chip. To want a franchise to win multiple championships and really establish a culture of success, like Golden State, you know, that meant a lot to me. That really stood out to me because you know we're not looking at it like you know we're gonna go in here win a championship and then tear it all down. No, they're looking to build something that's gonna be successful going forward for decades on end. And I and that's what I want to hear. You know, I want to hear that the ultimate goal is championship. Uh, one thing that Will Dawkins said I like, man, was collective brainstorming. You know, the the fact that you had three main heads in the front office that you know can brainstorm. You know, you don't have one guy calling all the shots. You know, you have three guys with experience who can kind of check each other and say look no i like this prospect no you know why you know they can talk you know they can really check each other there's oversight so overall man from this press conference very impressed with this front office man i i'm <laughs> i think we're in good hands because they've they've impressed me with their vision what they expect to do and i think that i know we're going to talk about it you know later on in an episode man but i think that a lot of arrows point towards rebuild um i know they took an approach that you know they're going to try to See what they got. Look at the talent on this roster already. They're going to be transparent with Brad, KP, and Kuz. But I think all arrows are pointing towards a rebuild. And I think that's what is much needed. I think now Ted Leonsa sees that and understands that because that's another thing I'm going to throw out there. I think Ted, one thing I do appreciate is that if you look at his interactions this offseason, he is taking, he, he's paying attention to the fan base. You know, he's he really is. He knows what the policy is for the fan base. 
And I could ask for more from an owner. You know, that, that's what an owner should do. You know, you need to gauge the pulse of the fan base, the customers, the consumer. You know, and that's what it is. You know, I, I, I love what I'm hearing from the ownership in the front office. And, E, man, I'm feeling very optimistic. And I, I feel I feel great about this front office for the first time in a long time, man. You know, it's been many years under Ernie Grunfeld, uh, his protege, Tommy Shepard. So they are a, a breath of fresh air in D.C. And it is much needed. And I'm, I'm very optimistic about the future with this team. 100%. I mean, yeah, they say they want to, like, like you just said, they, they want to see a championship in D.C. They know it's going to take some time. Um, but a reporter asked him about uh, do they have full autonomy to rebuild if they want? They said yes, uh, they have that, so that's huge that, that, they, that they're letting people know that Ted is giving them full autonomy to make decisions on whatever they want to do. And also, you brought up the point of KP and Coos, and they continually say that they have options, they have player options, you know, they have options on to decide whether they want to be here or not. Uh, which is basically different from what Tommy Shepard is saying, where Tommy Shepard wanted wanted them to come back. If 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 they asked Tommy, if the reporters, if the media asked Tommy Shepard that question, they would have been like, yes, we're doing our best to keep KP. We're doing our best to keep Kuz. And them saying that, just sounding like they're not really fully locked in on bringing those guys back or, or saying that they have the options, we're going to let them make the decision first, shows that they are leaning to definitely uh, changing the roster if not a full rebuild, definitely a retool. But I, I just feel like eventually it's going to be a rebuild just because these guys have been through rebuilds. Dawkins, uh, Winger, and Travis Schlenk have all been through rebuilds. Uh, Talion says he brought up the luxury tax. He said he's willing to do it, but the team has to be good enough, of course. That stood out to me. Uh, you brought up the point where they were kind of joking around, and, and Will Dawk, uh, Michael Winger said he would take the blame if, there, if, if something goes wrong. And uh, if it's success, Will Dawkins will get the success. So they already have really good chemistry. Uh, Michael Winger said Will Dawkins is a star. He's a star GM. So they've gone back since OKC. Of course, to start off, Michael Winger, he was emotion- emotional uh, about raising his kids in, in, in the DMV. So, you know, you see the passion coming up uh, from Michael Winger already. They talked about um, D.C. It should be a destination. Ted Leonsis brought that up, too. So they got to make it a destination as well. So um, there were some there were some good things said. Even Ted as well. He He said some good things, I thought. Um, he said he wanted a next generation leadership team. It's their time. You know, Michael Winger's 43 year olds, 43 years old, and Will Dawkins is 36 years old. Um, and they're guys that know how to build a franchise. It's a new day, it's a new generation. There's a new way of building teams and rebuilding. Uh, most likely it is the best way to go for this team. So um, I certainly thought there were some good things that were said uh by by both guys, even by Ted Leonsis. So I just got the sense that they are definitely going a different direction. Um, they talked about the talent on the team. They said they're not starting from ground zero. There is talent on this team. So there is talent to make moves uh, whichever direction they want to go. So um, I, I thought they handled the, the presser uh, very, very well. Like you said, they, they talked about championships and not just the playoffs. Um, so that really intrigued me as well. So um, And then even on an interview on the radio, um, t- uh, My- Michael Winger also said, the t- quote, the team as constituted hasn't performed. Running it back, currently constructed, doesn't make sense. So that was music to my ears too. That they're gonna, they're just going to, uh, going to go into a different direction uh, with this roster. So um, I, I love everything they said. The same thing with Will Dawkins. He, they want guys that love hoop, love basketball. He said that continuously as well. So it was just a breath, a breath of fresh air, for sure. I, I know it's the start off phase. Um, they're getting ready for the draft. They're getting ready for free agency. So they got a lot on the table, but everything sounded great. From these guys, just a breath of fresh air and a, a new brass, a new way of thinking. Um, three smart guys who have been successful where they've been. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited about the presser, the energy they gave, 
Um, everything was was good from what I heard. I mean, they they won the press conference. They won the press conference. Oh, they got an A plus. I mean, <laughs> they aced it, man, because they said everything we want to hear. Now, I you know I do. We were talking about this before, man. I get a good vibe from this group. You know, they have chemistry. You know, they've worked together before. You know, you got guys who know how to evaluate talent. You know, to get the best out of draft picks. You know, and so I, I'm very optimistic. Um, but getting back to the comment about Ted when he said about willing to go into the luxury that's why that's another sign to me that is pointing towards a rebuild maybe a retool because it's easier to go into luxury when you built a roster from the ground up through the draft i'm gonna use the example golden state you know golden state's in luxury mad luxury right now but the fact is the cba and the way the nba is run is that they have it in place where you can do that where they want you to build through the draft and, and keep homegrown talent at home you know that's why it's easier to go into the luxury and, and kind of bend the, uh, the salary cap with guys you've drafted as opposed to guys that came in via free agency or through the draft or excuse me, through trade. So building through the draft, I think is the route to go for this team because we can build a roster from the ground up. We can develop them. We can forge that chemistry. And then when it's time to sign them, sign them. And then when it's time to grab these other pieces, grab these other pieces. But I think the example has to be Cleveland. It has to be, you know, Sacramento to a certain degree. It has to be Golden State. These teams where, you know, they're not destinations yet, but they built through the draft. And when, it, you know, when it was time to grab that piece, whether it was a Sabonis, you know, for example, the Kings or, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland is just, I think we need to go through the draft. And I think that's where we're headed because they're, they're saying all the right, <laughs> they keep kind of alluding to the same thing, which is, you know, if you want to be here, that's cool, but don't expect to win anytime soon. You know, if you're chasing a ring this year, you ain't going to be chasing it in 202, man. So I think they're going to be very transparent with Bradley Bill and Kuz and KP and see where their head's at and really see if they see a long-term future here in D.C. Because, you know, looking at all three of those gentlemen, man, they are veterans who want a ring. You know, and, you know, Kuzma's already got one, but, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure he wants another one. But they got to understand it's not going to happen here. And so I... It's going to be a new era. I really think it's going to be a rebuild. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy because we desperately, desperately, Lord, desperately need a rebuild here in D.C., man. So they said all the right things, but I'm going to, I'm going to kind of reiterate this. They said all the right things, but the work has just started. So, you know, look, it's going to be a long road, especially if we rebuild. Look, I'm trying to let people know we have to show patience because if we indeed want to rebuild, you got to go through rebuild. And rebuilds, man, they can be tested. You got to be used to watching a young team lose develop so it's a long road man but you know i'm gonna use the quote again man you know a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step so we took that step today and i'm very happy right yeah so they answer every question perfectly it's the honeymoon phase so i'm gonna treat to see how they how they attack this draft how they attack free agency um i mean they, they said all the right things and and like you said building through the draft travis Schlang did a great job with that with doing that with the warriors drafting draymond green clay thompson um, Slank did a great job of drafting Trey Young, John Collins, uh, DeAndre Hunter to help the Hawks get to the Eastern Conference Finals, Will Dawkins, numerous draft picks, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden. I mean, they drafted DeMondis Sabonis as well uh, with OKC before he got traded. Uh, he turned out to be a great player. So the Thunder, they just have a great draft history, J uh, Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy. So, I mean, so much uh, good draft history here. So I'm really excited to see what they do with this team and this roster in the draft. So we are live. We're going to get to the comments here. We're going to answer – so we're going to start the comments next, next uh, after a quick break and uh, some more quotes 
Uh, but before we do get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Shout out to Bird Dogs. They sent me a pair of shorts. They're super stretchy, very flowy, really cool. They have a nice fit to them as well. Starting to get hot outside, so I play basketball and I'm gonna go running. I go running in them. Anything around the house, I do. I use Bird Dogs. I use my I wear my Bird Dog shorts to look stylish, look cool as well. They're stretched khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact thing, exact exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Make sure you guys check out Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. Enter promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We promise you. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check out check us out for next week for more draft talk. The draft is on June twenty second, so get ready for more draft talk. It's going to be pretty exciting. Let's get to it. All right. So the first comment that I know we wanted to get to um, this one is from Wiz Kids. He says, "With a rebuild coming this year or next, do you guys consider anyone on this team untouchable?" No, everybody is on the block. I mean, everybody. I mean, I will say this. As far as a rebuild, I'm going to look at the young guys. Now, I see a lot of comments. A lot of comments got to do with Denny. Let me get this out the way. Denny Avia, look, with a rebuild, could they keep him through a rebuild? Maybe. But he's got value. He's on an expiring contract. Why go into an extension with a brand-new front office? You know, I think he's going to be on the block. You know, he's got value. So out of the young guys, I think Denny is the likelihood that he's going to be moved. You know, but you got to look at, you know, Kispert. You know, he's, he's got some time here on the rookie scale. Uh, Johnny, you know, Jordan Goodwin's on a, you know, on a smaller contract. You know, you can see what, you, you know, you got to retain somebody because you got to have somewhat of a foundation if you're going to bring in a rebuild. You know, you can't discard from scratch because that's hard to do. So they're definitely going to evaluate the young guys. But no, everybody's on the block. You know, I'm definitely talking to Kuz KP and say, look, sign and trade. Try to get some value. Um, you know, Bradley Bill, I'm being very, very transparent with him. Where do you want to go? Because you best believe he's not going to sit through a rebuild. I don't care how low hill he said he's in. He is mm-hmm. not going to sit through a rebuild. You know, not in this stage of his career, man. He wants a championship. And there's places where he'll fit. Boston, uh, Miami. You know, apparently everybody in the league fits in L.A., the Lakers. So we'll see. But, yeah, everybody's on the block, man. You know, if you can get value, you can get picks. Especially, you know, Will Dawkins and Michael Winger, OKC. Look, OKC knows how to get picks. I mean, they, I believe they have the biggest accumulation of picks in the NBA. So definitely try to get as many assets as you can get. Right. So I found a quote here. So it says, quote, um, I, I truly don't know about the second question. They had the power of choice. Uh, I think this was Michael Winger when he was referring to Kuzma Porzingis and their ability to opt out of their current deal. So they have the power of choice. So, uh, But to answer the question, um, 
No, I don't think anybody's untouchable at this point. I think they they want to have a conversation with everybody and, and see where they're going um, and how they feel because they're they're already saying it's going to take time. They said that in a press conference as well. They said it's going to take time to build a championship contender. If they felt like the team was close to a championship, they would say we're in we're in win now mode. They would have been upfront and said that, but they're not saying that. They said it's going to take time. They want to bring they want to build a perennial uh, championship contender. They want to hoist a trophy in D.C. So right now, nobody is untouchable, but they're going to give these guys the option if they want to stay. It's okay. They're going to speak with Kuz. If he wants to stay, they're going to try to move forward with him. Porzingis, same thing. Same thing with Brad. But if if they're on the flip side, if they're honest and Brad doesn't want to stay here, they're ready to move on. Where Tommy Shepard, he would answer every question like, I want Brad to be here. I want Kuz to be here. I want Porzingis to be here. I want to move forward with a solid three. So I don't think anybody's untouchable from Gaff uh, to Porzingis to uh, Monte to DeLon to Denny. Uh, Corey, no, I think everybody's on the table right now. It's a, it's a new front office, so they didn't draft any of these guys or sign any of these guys. So I don't think anybody's untouchable at this point. Even Wes, right now, um, you know, he he's on an audition right now for this year, so he's got to perform this year, or he'll be on his way out uh, before the end of the season as well. Yeah, I think the biggest options they're going to have is which airport they want to leave out of. Is going to be B- <laughs> BWI or Dulles? <laughs> but I think that look, you got to get value, man. Everybody's on the block, like you said. Gaff, you know, with a whole new front office, you know, you kind of got to look at Gaff. You know, he's going mm-hmm. into an extension. So, you know, the likelihood uh, the likelihood of him being moved is very high right now, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And then another quote, Tommy also said this to me, there's no way that Washington, D.C. shouldn't be a destination. Um, he says D.C. has everything players want as a city and wants the and wants the Wizards to build into that. There's no reason the team can be as great as the fan base. So, I mean, they gave a lot of shout out to the fan base as well. Uh, hope that the fans are looking for hope. They want the building to be loud again as well. Uh, also, Michael Winger said, it, quote, it's up to us to determine which talent is carry forward talent, end quote. So that's a part of the, that's a part of WizKids question right there too. So they got to figure out which talent that they want to um, keep or not. And that's, that's the part of their uh, GM equation. And he did say that um, a lot of the power is going to be for Will, is given to Will Dawkins to make personnel decisions. Um, and then quote another quote that stood out to me from Michael Winger as well, as well is quote the eventual expectation is we're going to build a generational contender. That's what I was saying before. He said quote the goal is to pursue championships by any means necessary. Quote it's going to start on the ground floor and then quote as well eventually we're going to hoist a trophy in D.C. And then he also said I want to thank Ted for giving Michael and I the opportunity for building the team the way we think it should be built. So that's another huge quote saying that they really do have full autonomy to make decisions whether they want to rebuild retool but um or, or tear it down as well that's that's what one uh, media member asked them and they they do have full autonomy to tear it down yeah i mean i think that rebuild and retool are options i you know i can see mm-hmm. a retool maybe retaining the guy and, and you know maybe see what you know maybe brad gives them a year and says you know surround me with talent but i don't see them running the back i mean they're not gonna be intact so mm-hmm. i think there's definitely changes that are, that are coming up because they're not gonna be an intact ra- roster because you know we've already seen the ceiling, so yeah, yeah, we've seen the Bradley Bill era, great player. Uh, we've seen it, you know, for the past four seasons. They made the playoffs one time since Bradley Bill's been a league guy. Um, so I mean, I, I'm like I said, if they're able to build a playoff team around Bill, I'm forward to see it happen. But I think it's a, it's a one year trial if they do that. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if they build a team around Bill, I'm not mad because we both made it known that. We're not anti-Bill. We're just, the, it's the mm-hmm. contract. It's, it's always been the contract. You know, Bradley Bill has been special to this franchise, to the city, to this fan base. It's nothing against Bill, man. It's just that contract. That's why I want him to move. It's a contract because the contract just, it puts a damper on the salary cap, man. And 
I think that with them coming in and being a potential rebuild, where he's at in his career, him wanting to get a championship and go somewhere that's competitive, it's a win-win. So that's just my opinion about it. Yes, sir. So we're going to get a quick word from Brandon. We're going to get into the comments. Yes, sir. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. Good God. That's $2,500. Back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's right, $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's get back into these comments. Yes, sir. All right, Bullets Nation says, isn't it crazy to isn't isn't it crazy good to hear a GM say the goal is to win a championship when we heard Tommy say the goal is to make the plan? Yeah, I mean that's what it was. And, and the, the the tough part about it, the sad part about it was we didn't make, make the play in. I think I think the interview you're talking about is when he said the playoffs. Um he might have said play on, but play play in, but either way, that's a that's a really, really low bar to set it at. Um, and that's just where we were. So it was time for a change. When the bar is just to make the plan every single year and you failed doing that two years in a row, it, it was time It was time for Tommy Shepard to go. So it's a breath of fresh air to just hear this uh, new front office, the big three uh, in the front office, to say a championship is the goal to bring it back to D.C. And just talking about hope in the fan base and just uh, getting the stadium loud again. They just said all the right things. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love what they said in this press conference today. I mean, they show love to – the fan base, man, because they recognize this is a sports town. People forget mm-hmm. DC is a sports town. Like people forget about the, the the Super Bowl years with the Commanders and you know the, the previous name. But um, I know you know the one underneath the Commanders, but whatever. But this is a sports <laughs> town, man. You know this is you know we got Super Bowl championships here, man. You know we got a World Series championship, two thousand nineteen. You know it is time for a championship with the Wizards, man. Nineteen seventy eight, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. they recognize that we are hungry. For a contender, man, because they, we are a very loyal fan base. Now, the, you know, the flip side of that is Wizards games, got to get loud, show support, you know, go out there and show some love to this organization, man. You know, other other teams' fans should not be louder than you. You know, mm. you should never hear MVP chants on your home floor. Mm. So it goes both ways, man. It's a two-edged sword. You know, they're showing love to the fan base, but we have to show support to this organization. You know, it's not to say that, you know, we shouldn't criticize. You know, that, that is, that's also... You know, holding your team accountable is also love and respect for your organization, man. But, now, nah, like you said, man, they said all the right things, man, because they showed a lot of love to the fan base. Even Ted Leonsis, I mean, he, he, he said, look, we have a very knowledgeable fan base. You know, this is a very passionate fan base. We know what we want. So let's get it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So Michael Winger, quote, another quote I found, he says, I think it's a market that is starving for some basketball hope. We want to be the catalyst for, pro- for providing that change, end quote. So. Uh, that was huge talking about the fan base. Also, John Thompson III, he was promoted to senior vice president of monumental basketball. Um, that was another move that they made. So that would be interesting with John Thompson uh, the third being promoted there. So um, Desan also says, 
I think it's safe to say we aren't running it back based on that pressure. Expect expect Monte or DeLon and one or two of the mid three plus Gaff slash Denny gone. Can't see these guys keeping these guys. Yeah, I don't think so either. Honestly, I think there's going to be a shakeup here. Um, just just them saying, just them kind of sounding like they're giving Kuz and KP the option to leave. It's kind of like if you want to be here, you can stay. If you don't, then you can go ahead. Um, I don't know how Kuz and KP are going to feel about that or respond to that. You know, hearing a new front office kind of giving them the option to stay or leave, they may want to hear that, you know, we're in win-now mode or hear kind of more of a definitive uh, opinion or feeling that they want to be here. Like I said, it's just a huge change from Tommy Shepard where he was kind of like, I really want you guys to be here. And that's not the case with this new front office. So um, as far as Denny and Gaff, yeah, it's a contract year for Denny. Um, Gaff's new contract is about to kick in. It's going to be what twelve to thirteen million dollars per year. So his his money's going to kick up. So he could be a trade piece for uh, for another wing or, or a young player or a draft pick or something like that. Um, and then Denny, you know, I don't know what his trade value is going to be, but they got to make a decision on him. They didn't draft him, so we don't know how they feel about him. So there's just a lot of evaluation and, and just seeing how this how what they're going to decide with the talent that they do have. So um, it will be intriguing, man. It will be intriguing. Oh man, intriguing is yeah, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be a wild offseason, man, because you're gonna see a lot of moving pieces. I mean, if you're on a spine contract, you're probably gone. I mean, Monte's out of here. <laughs> I mean, Monte's yeah. gone. You know, they're gonna include him in, as a trade, you know, salary filler in, in any kind of move, man. And I and I'm a firm believer that we need to try to get back into the first round, get another first rounder. You know, if you can come out of this draft with a couple of picks, man, I'll be very happy. But again, you know, you're gonna see some value out of these second rounders. You know, because I know this, we got our, our second, second round is kind of in the later edge of the draft, you mm-hmm. know, towards the end of the second round. So maybe you, you see a guy that may be a stash or a developmental pick, but, you know, we have an early second round pick, man. So, you know, there's a lot of sleepers in the second round. You know, I've said in Bonnie Bates, I mean, there's a lot of names out there that, you know, properly developed, can't contribute. So, and that's, and like you said, is a, a breath of fresh air because I was so worried about second round picks under Tommy, man. I'm just like, man, he's going to end up being a dude in Spain that plays in Siberia. I mean, it's just, you just never know with him, man. It's just, but you hit the nail on the head. This front office is a real front office. You know, they're, they're, they're telling the vets, look, you want to stay? Stay. You want to go? They're being transparent. You know, Tommy Shepard, like, oh, you know, Kuz, you want $40 million a year? Oh, sure. No, nah, not nah, not this, these guys. They're real. They're, they're being 100 out the gate. Look, this is what we're trying to do. If you want to roll with us, cool. If not, we're going to find accommodations elsewhere. That is a front office. None of this, you know, behind the scenes, you know, being scripted and, and you know, nah, man. You know, it was too, Tommy was just, I don't know what it was with Tommy, man. He just he couldn't tell us what we wanted to hear. He had, you know what I mean? He had to be, yeah, I'm so glad it's over. Well, yeah, he, so, yeah, he just wanted to be a salesman. He he wanted to tell us he wanted to tell us what he thought we what we wanted to hear. You know, make yeah. the play in and you know the whole thing that we traded Rui just so Denny could get more minutes. You know, just some type of flipping the script type of car salesman yeah. uh, type of thing. But we we you know we're we're fans. We we know stuff. We're not we're not gonna be tricked or or or, or led astray. We know what was really going on with that situation. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think these guys are upfront and honest, as, as honest as they could be, as honest as they could be. Yeah. And um, yeah, they just they don't sound like guys are gonna throw a, a bunch of money at Kuz or Porzingis, to be honest with you. I think they're gonna try to make moves. I mean, we could see some sign and trades here um, with with some of the solid three guys. We could certainly see that. Um, but yeah, I do think they eventually want to rebuild. They may, I keep saying this, they may try it out for this year, but I think they they're not gonna try it out for more than this year. Maybe not even past the trade deadline. 
I mean, I could see Brad maybe wanting to stay. Mm. He, he holds all the cards. So, I mean, you can't really be mad at loyalty. So maybe, you know, he wants to stay. Maybe KP wants to stay. You know, he's shown willingness to stay. I think if anybody's, tra- you know, signing trade is coups. Mm-hmm. You know, I think especially with a new front office coming in, you know. But, yeah, retool, rebuild, but I do not see them running it back. And I hope they don't because, Lord have mercy. I mean, it's just because we've seen the ceiling. We've seen the best they can do, which is, you know, missing a playing tournament. So we desperately need changes, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, yeah, you got to look at – Oh, good. Okay. Go ahead. No, I mean, like I said, you have to kind of look at players like Gaff because Gaff, you know, he was re-signed by the previous regime. You know, now they don't have that loyalty to Gaff anymore, especially they, they may not see him, you know, his value at that extension is 12 because I believe it's what 12 million next year, right? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think everybody's gonna be put on notice. Everybody, you know, I think they will retain the young core, you know, as far as Kispert, uh Johnny Davis. Um, Denny's just could you know you i mean you, i don't know it's 50 50 you could mm. see today because he's a young guy who you know he can play some ball he just needs to be developed a little bit you know he needs to work on his offensive game you know he needs to work on his off you know off ball hand you know he needs to work on driving through contact you know but it, he's not a terrible player you know he can be molded you know he can be developed and with a rebuild rebuilding team we're gonna have time to de- properly develop him plus look i mean again this front office knows how to develop so i'm you know i wouldn't be against him in staying but but then again, if you're not going to re-sign him, then get value. But you best believe, brother, everybody's put on notice. Best believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Ted talked about development, too, on the, on the interview with Glenn Conter and Wes Hall. Um, he also talked about team identity, too. He said they don't have an identity. So he was just being straight up and honest. We don't have an identity. You know, you look at, like, teams of the, like the Miami Heat, you know their identity. The Nuggets, um, finals teams, you know their identity. The Wizards, they haven't had an identity really in, in years. Maybe the John Wall years is when we had some type of identity, the Death Row DC team, but we haven't had any, any identity really in the past four or five years at all. Um, and then Denny, I mean, we'll see. I mean, even with the previous regime, I really, I doubt they, I, I doubt they pick up his extension. Like we talked about in the last episode, I, I doubt they give him a rookie extension. So it, with this regime, it's, it's, it's certainly a toss up, but I, I, I lean that they, that they do not. Uh, give him a rookie extension. Um, and that leads us to, into Israeli fandom. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Uh, he says, I watched parts of the press conference, and I believe they are rebuilding. Bill, Monte, Gafford, and Kuzma will be traded. Denny will be the face of the franchise as intended and used like Ben Simmons. So, um, yeah, I guess you're talking about the Ben Simmons with the Sixers before, you know, he got the yips and, and forgot how to play basketball. But, um, yeah, I mean – Will Bill, Monte, Gafford, and Kuzma be traded? I mean, that certainly could happen. Bradley, Bill, I don't know about that just yet. I don't know if that will happen this offseason. But, uh, and then Denny being the face of the franchise, I mean, yeah, that's wishful thinking, man. That's wishful thinking. I think Denny will definitely go out there and drop 30, just like Jokic did last night, 30 points, 20 boards, and 10 assists. I could certainly see Denny doing that in the game and being the face of the franchise. I would love for that to happen. I would love for that to happen. It's really fantastic. I would love the Metro to be free. I mean, <laughs> there's many things I would like, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I would love to see that, man. It's just, come on, man. You know, face of the franchise, I, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. But I love the enthusiasm. I really do. No, I would love it, man. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Metro being free, I would certainly love that, too, man. I really would. Um <laughs> It's really bad. <laughs> he says no, no one is willing to pay Daniel Gaffer $12 million a year when he can only play 20 minutes a game. 
Wait, somebody that could be used elsewhere. They will need the money for Diddy. Oh, see, yeah, you had me until the end of the uh, to the until the last part. He had me. You had me as really fandom. You had me. You really did. You had me. Um, they will need money for Diddy's new contract. Um, we'll see, man. I, I, I'm I'm excited for Denny's Denny's season coming up. I really am. I'm excited for it. I want to see how he plays and how he responds, and I'm I want to see if he's if he's here on the roster um, by the first game of the season because that's that's a toss up for sure. Um. Lick Joe says get the third pick by any means necessary. Uh, it's gonna be hard, man. It's gonna be really hard. I just don't think the Blazers want anything that we have. I don't think they want Bradley Bill. I don't think they want Coos or anybody like that. Porzingis. I just don't think they want they want anybody on this roster right now. Um, and I think they really want Pascal and Macau Bridges or um there's some other player that they've been rumored to have interest in, but I can't remember. I know they I know they're looking at Pascal, I know they're looking at Macau Bridges. Those are a uh, Jalen Brown from the Celtics. Those are some guys that they're looking for. So uh, I don't think we get. The, I would love to get the third pick, but I don't think we're gonna get it. Yeah, I don't see that happening, man. It's just like you said. Uh, you know, I I believe they've already said that Bradley Bill's not even on the radar. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and you know, if you look at his fit with CJ McCollum, he is very similar to Bradley Bill, and they just could never get past that. I mean, I believe they made it to the Western Conference Finals one year, but they just couldn't get there, man. So. It's going to be interesting to see what Portland does because I don't know, man. I mean, a part of me thinks that Dame might be on the move, man, because who can you really get realistically for Portland that's going to help him? You know, I just, I don't, I don't see it. They've tried and tried. So, right. Uh, Reggie Pierre says, Ed, your stand up comedian is your day job. Now, that's Brandon, man. He, he, he just had the joke <laughs> of the day with the Metro joke. That's Brandon for sure, man. You got that, man, for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, Nobody on this team should be untradeable. There are some other things um, that were said here. Denny Donaldson says, I'm leaving. The Wizards fan base is incredible. Um, okay, I'm not, I'm going to skip that comment right there. Um, was there any other comments that you see that stood out to you? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, they're getting crazy here. The Denny, uh, <laughs> the Denny discourse. The Denny oh. discourse. The Denny arguments. Oh Lord! Well, you know it's crazy because the last episode uh, we talked about uh, Denny's place in um, Euro basketball. And he's saying, "Well, he wasn't the guy." Well, I mean, mm. you're talking like he is a guy, so I, right. I don't know, man. I mean, look, don't get it twisted. Look, I like I like Denny. I want him to be successful here in DC, but I mean, look, we have to criticize, man. We have to critique because that's the job we have. I mean, we got to analyze. And the fact of the matter is, this does he have potential? Absolutely, but. It's the NBA. You got to learn how to use your left hand. Look, people are going to check you going through the lane. So, you know, people are talking about how Euro basketball is hard to go through the lane. Well, he's got to learn how to go through some contact going through the lane. You know, you got to learn how to shoot the three-point shot. I mean, nothing we're, nothing we're criticizing is, is, is being unfair. I mean, we, we have criticized Bradley Bill more than anybody on this roster. You know, we got on gaff for not knowing how to do any post moves. We've gotten mm-hmm. on almost everybody. Monte can't drive the lane. Where the heck? You know, we've gotten on everybody. So I don't understand how, you know, we're being unfair to Denny, man. I just, I don't see it. He needs to work on it. I mean, if, if you really disagree with the comment that he needs to work on his game, then, I mean, you're lost, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, he has to work on his game. It is no dislike towards Denny, man. And look, I appreciate a lot of you guys from Israel, man. Great fan base from Israel, man. You guys add an element to this fan base. We've got a lot of love for you guys, man. But we got to be realistic, man. You know, he is not a finished product by any means. So. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. No. I mean, you you were you were brutally you were very honest there. You're very honest there. I like a lot of things that Denny brings to the table. I'm rooting for him. 
Um, there's a lot of improvement areas. You know, dribbles left hand, finish with his left hand. He does some good things. He's a good passer, good secondary playmaker, good rebounder, all that. So um, I'm rooting for the guy. I really am. Shout out to Vlogger. She says, uh, does rebuild include the coach? Um, no, not at this point. I think he's he's safe for the moment. They're going to give him a trial year. They're going to see what he can do with his roster. Um, and then I think next year is where they really make a decision on, on West Hudson Jr. Now, if, if things go awry and they try to build around Bill one more time this year and they end up going starting out 10 and 20 or uh, at the all-star break, they're 10 games below 500, then I think they certainly make a move. Um, Travis Schlank, you know, they fired Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce and they hired Nate McMillan in the middle of the season. He was a part of the team when they just fired Nate McMillan once again and then hired uh, Quinn Snyder. Um, so they, they, they have no, um, they're, they're not shy from firing coaches in their last regimes. I mean, you look at the thunder, they had to fire coaches. They fired Scott Brooks, Billy Donovan, um, the Clippers, they fired Doc Rivers and and Michael Winger was a part of that staff. So, um, they've, they've made moves when they felt necessary to, to let go of coaches. I mean, let me ask you this, E, um, if they fired Tommy early in the game and brought these the big three into the front office early on before Monty Williams and a lot of these coaches became available. Do you see a different coach in DC or do you see them staying with Wes? Cause I mean, there's a lot of talent with the head coaches that became available. So you, if you think this off season unfolded quicker than it did, do you see Wes becoming, being the head coach going into this new season? That's a good question, man. Um, That's a good question. I, I just think, I feel like Ted, I think Ted told them that he really wants to give Wes a chance, you know, probably because of his dad, you know, his dad being all-time legend, Bullets legend, you know, MVP, uh, won our only NBA finals or NBA championship. So I think he just wanted to give uh, Wes, Wes Unseld's son one more chance. So I think even with all these coaches that are really good coaches available, Budenholzer, Monty, Doc Rivers available as well. I include him in there too because he's, he's won a championship. So, um even Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a good coach. He won a championship. So uh, I, I do think that that Ted wanted them to give him. That's just my guess. I'm not I don't have a source on this. It's just my guess. I don't know, man. I think that the hesitancy this offseason saved his job. Because you best believe, man, a new front office coming in. When you got coaches like again, Doc Rivers, Monty Williams, Nick Nurse. I mean, I don't know how you don't make that move. So I think hmm. that the hesitancy saved West. But yeah, you better believe that West has got one year. You know, obviously he has a lineage, and but he's got one year because if they start slow, well, it depends. If they try to compete and they start slow, oh yeah, right, he's he's gone. But if they rebuild, you know, because I, I we both made a comment this season, man, that you know we're kind of intrigued to see what West can do with us with a young roster, a rebuilding roster, and find those pieces to implement in his system. Because I think that's one thing that people don't look at as far as West Huntsville coming into uh, DC is that you know he came into a roster where half of them can't defend. So it's, it's hard to implement a defensive system when half your team can't play defense. So I mean, I am intrigued to see how he would do with a young roster, a rebuilding roster, you know, lit winger, lit Dawkins go out there and find the pieces to surround him to implement in the system and go from there. So I would give him leeway for that. But if they if they decide to compete, yeah, if they start out <laughs> 10 and 35, man, something bad. Yeah, he's gone, man. He's, <laughs> he's going to be watching from the house, man. Right. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't see them starting out 10 and 35 that bad. I think it would be like kind of like a mid start. And they started out good. Like both of West's seasons started out really, really well. So 10 and 3 was his first season. Then they were three and one before DeLon Wright got injured. So he's always come out to decent starts. 
Um, kind of like the games. We ha- we're always up by 15, 20 points, but we always find a way to squander the lead. So Wes, he just hasn't been able to finish. He's been able to start good, but um, once the season goes along, it just fades away. I don't know if that's just his voice fading away, players tuning him out or just not listening to what he's saying. Or, um, you know, I, I just know it, injury. I don't want to blame injuries, but the roster construction. But some of it is on Wes. I mean, you have these 15-point leads, you're blowing the leads. That's on coaching. That's on you calling timeouts, making adjustments, drawing up plays towards the end of the game getting some open shots for Porzingis, getting shots for other guys other than just Bradley Bill taking the last shot of the game. So, yeah, a lot of it is on, on the coaching for sure. Um, another quote that stood out to me, and we'll probably wrap it up, uh, uh, Winger said, if they love it, they're going to work at it. Every Wizards player is absolutely going to love hoop and be a tire, tireless worker. Um, that stood out to me as well, just the lo- for the love of the game as well. Um Yeah, and then, yeah, they also said, like you brought up before too, the uh, Winger said, we're going to be a very collaborative, collaborative group, close to zero, uh, silo decision making. Uh, he also said, "Will Dolphins run a basketball operation for the Wizards?" So, um, but are there, are there any comments that stand, stand out to you before we wrap it up? Ah, no, sir. Um, a lot of constructive <laughs> dialogue tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, nah, man. I, you know, I, I, overall, I think we're all very excited, man. It's a new era in Washington Wizards basketball, man. It's a breath of fresh air, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic to see what we do this offseason, man. I really mm-hmm. am. Right, and um, so they do have interest in uh, Karis LeVert. So we're, we're definitely going to talk about that next episode. Um, Brandon Thomas says, keep Koo, stop trying to trade him, keep Koo's and KP, the rest can go get rid of Denny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some crazy comments here for sure. <laughs> we're oh definitely going to wrap it up. We just <laughs> thank you guys for listening, man. It was a good press conference. We got 90 people in the chat here. Uh, we're going to wrap it up, so make sure you guys tune in next week. We're definitely going to talk about some free agency in the draft for sure. Um, so heck of a night, heck of a day for the press conference. Um, and it was funny that they they both came in late to the press conference uh, when they were waiting for him. So I, I thought everything was good about it. I enjoyed it. So is there anything else you want to add, Brandon, before we wrap it up? No, sir. I appreciate everybody tuning in tonight, man. It's Like I said, new era in Wizards basketball, man. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, you guys, I want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available where you guys, wherever you guys get podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit that like button and hit the notification bell. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.